Okay, ready? Okay, yes. Hey everybody, this is your girl Yamina. You are here again with the second episode of the Blah 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 podcast. I'm super excited. Like, my consistency is on 10 right now because I've actually managed to record a second episode. Um, with me today is my homegirl, Tahira. She is currently working at Lenny Letter. She's an amazing writer. She's just like me, actually black, 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 and she don't give a fuck. And we are going to talk about pop culture, black culture, which is basically pop culture. And we're going to talk about Real Housewives of Ball Harbor, a.k.a. the leading ladies or leading women leading. defined. <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing. Me either. I didn't even know that was a thing. So to give you guys a little synopsis, because we're just going to jump right in because we only have but so much time. So apparently BET hosts this summit every year. I did not know that. And it's almost like a media tour for like, you know how like Revolve brings influencers and stuff down to like Thailand or whatever. I guess BET flew a bunch of people that they thought were like thought leaders and um, tastemakers. I know I saw Angela Rye there. I know I saw a couple of other women who were like big in media there. Um, I don't know what her name is, but she's on CNN all the time. Um, so they all went down to like Miami, Florida for a week of panels and XYZ. But I'm like, I don't really understand why you would have to have panels if everyone that you're inviting there has already kind of made it. Like everyone there has money. So it's like, why are you having panels about how to be a boss? <laughs> like I just, that was my thing. and. Oh, wait, is it open to the public? I don't know. Because oh. I was like, do you buy tickets? Do you... I don't know. No one knew that this was an actual thing. And it's been going on for almost six years, apparently. I didn't know. I didn't know that it was, like, an actual thing. They need to give Robin, like, 10%. She really needs a check. Because, <laughs> yo, Robins have been killing shit for the last two weeks. Robin or Rihanna making Snapchat basically bankrupt. <laughs> and then Robin Givon basically reading BET for their right. Like, she read them their last rights, and I it was, was everything. So I was, this is my DJ Envy uh, versus Bodega Boys moment. Like, I was living, I was like, yes, read them yes, for fucking She was like, actually, filled. they deleted the video. And actually, I was like, amazing. Exactly. And I'm just. And she was like, what do you mean permission to report? I was just like, it was just one of those Someone things. really, it was like a troll that asked her that too. And it was yeah. like, oh, do you, did you get permission to report? But anyway, so it was a week long summit for tastemakers, influencers, people in media, journalists, or apparently maybe not journalists anymore. And so there was a panel with Michelle Obama and Barack Obama's former chief of staff, Valerie Jarrett, who I love. Like she She's drinks cute. she drinks she drinks bourbon. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> like I fuck with you. Um and it was I guess they said it was a safe space and there were no phones allowed or whatever. And but there were no non disclosures. And Beyonce taught us about non disclosures like a whole ass fucking three weeks ago. Like <laughs> You would think BET You would think BET of all fucking people would be like, Oh, like let's be like the Queen and like get these non disclosures out. I mean, if you're really trying to protect Michelle Obama in the way that I feel as though they were trying to do I don't think they were trying to I protect like, her. I feel like they were trying to protect her, like cause that's where like all like the animosity came from. It's like if it had been anybody else and Robin had written that story, I don't think there would have been like so much like vitriol, like or, if it was like B I feel like if it was a person who was just as like famous as her they would yeah. be so be mad but I don't like to me I just really don't think that they were it was about like I feel like if they were really trying to keep a sacred space they wouldn't like have put up a video exactly right so I'm after. like basically it and was 
It was almost as though, like, they were mad because they got scooped in their own function. And then they were, like, they retaliated in a way that just wasn't. Like, you kicked her out of the conference and canceled her panel? Exactly, which (laughs) which makes it a way bigger issue than it actually is. It's It's like you really are taking away from the women who are actually here. So you basically wasted your money instead of just being like, hey, just don't, like, we were trying to, like, have. report furthermore? Right. Or, like. And so clearly BET doesn't it know. It got so dramatic. And then it the fact so... that they were like, oh, like someone wrote, like, I don't, someone said or someone wrote, like, oh, you violated, like, black, black girl. girls. I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is what we really need to talk about because, like, yes, we're black, but the, the assumption that black people go into the same room and they're automatically friends is absurd. It's like Robin, Robin Givon is like an old school journalist. Like, she's been doing this for, like, damn near, like, more than 20 years, I believe. And so, like, she was... Before y'all were even like influencers or like people, before you had a platform, (laughs) she was out here writing about chitlins at fucking Bergdorf. Like when Bergdorf Goodman was really trying to push their um, their black designers. So this was like back in the day, like Stephen Burroughs and shit. So it's like. Who the hell are y'all talking about journalistic ethics? Like, girl, you work at, I'm not even going to say, like, where this person works, but, girl, you don't even really have the platform like, that like, you think you do. You, like, stop. Right. No one's and like, then it's, like, black girl code, but you're literally airing out this whole woman's life. Like, you guys are hanging like, her out to dry. On, social, on, on various, like, Media platforms, news platforms, these people are giving quotes to page six. Like, like dramatic. I'm like, who really <laughs> reports anything to page six? Who gives quotes to page six? And then about a conference? About really? a conference that no one even knew about. And then um, people were like, this is very just like elitist because it seemed as though it was just like this clandestine meeting, like meetings of the powers that be amongst black women. And it's like, do you guys not want us to know what was said? Because I'm, I'm thinking like, this is not some like, real housewives sister circle moment where like everyone's like, yeah, my man is cheating on me, and like, like yeah, Michelle like, Obama wasn't. She like, wasn't out here any, spilling y'all like, tea. Yeah. Like she wasn't like, really actually, out here. Like I did this to Melania when I walked in, and right, like, it's like a secret. girl, like, like I saw Malia smoking weed and I rolled up too. Like she didn't do that <laughs> shit. Like she's not telling y'all like the backdoor shit. She's telling y'all shit that you already fucking know. It's like, of course, the campaign did X Y Z to her. Of course, she was assumed to not be able to, to do her fucking job. Like, of course. Like, girl. And then they're like, So oh, fucking no. dramatic. Safe space. And then it's like, can you not use that word in that, like, in that it's context n- when you didn't? Safe space does not mean safe non-disclosure. Space is, yeah. <laughs> safe space is not like a, oh, it's not a contractually binding. It's not a legally binding thing. Like, yeah, you could be like, safe space. And then they were like, coming at her, just like tweeting her, like, oh my gosh, you're never gonna be invited back. And okay. I'm just like, listen, first of all, like, she's no invited, one knew like, that this was a fucking thing. No one knew this was a thing, and she doesn't need to come back to like help she's her. She's a whole staffed she's writer. Fine. She's a whole staff writer. <laughs> she was doing like, you a favor. Right. <laughs> like, um, someone tweeted, <laughs> someone tweeted, fuck you and your corporations, you bitches can't control me, the Kanye lyric. And I was like, this is literally what Robin Giffen was saying to like all the fucking girls at this BET summit because she's a literal staff writer. She's so a rep- she, she's a reporter, she's a journalist. So her allegiance is not to Viacom. Her allegiance is to her like, readers oh, at Washington. Right, like, because these people at, who are in media, they are freelancing, a lot of them. So yeah, you need to stay on Viacom's good side, which is why you didn't pull out your phone. She doesn't need to do that. Like, she has a job. And it, I feel like it would have been more crazy if she came back to D.C. or she, like, talked to her editor and they were like, you saw Michelle Obama speak. Like, and you didn't. You were in Washington. You were on that beat for, like, 
eight years and you didn't say anything. You didn't write anything? Yeah. And then people were, like, pulling up old fucking fashion criticisms that she wrote about Michelle Obama. And it's just, like, the fact that black people just, like... Really act like you can't criticize that is Obama's. Such an issue. No, I feel like it's black people so think annoying. You can't criticize black people. You can't criticize it's black crazy. people unless they violate black girl code, yeah. which is not a fucking thing. <laughs> Let me just like black it's, girl code, like reverse racism, is not a fucking thing. I've it's, never, it's I've never heard that. Like, I mean, maybe black girl code to me is like. Girl, if your weaves looks interesting, I'm gonna help you fix it. But like, we're not friends. But we're also not friends. Exactly. It's like friend code. I see terrible weaves every day on MTA, but it's none of my business. <laughs> it's none of my fucking business. So what? Like yeah. I just I don't it's just like there is. That's not a thing. It's I've not never a thing. Heard that word until I never. I was like, are these like story. black people blue laws? Like, like are these like black girl code? Literally have never heard of. That. I was like, oh, was, I thought that was like a coding program. I thought that was like a STEM program. <laughs> black girls who code. Is black girls. I was like, I thought that was like a STEM thing. Like, like I are you trying to get into the program? What are you talking about? Meanwhile, she violated black girl code. That literally makes no sense in this context. You sound crazy. I was like, what the? And also, you just sound like you just want like more. Like you just like to be in. Drama. It's just like so. It was just so hyperbolic. Like and it was so unnecessarily dramatic. So unnecessarily dramatic. I was <laughs> like. <laughs> What? At first, I was like, my literally, my best friend texts me. She texts me something like, "Everyone's going in on Robin Gavon." Like she called Michelle Obama a hoe, and I was like, "What?" And then she was like, "Oh no, people are just mad because she posted a story." And I was like, "What?" Right. And, and then, then I, I read the story. I was like, "It's is not story even bad? bad. It was it was literally just covering what was said." Yeah. And, and I'm like, "Why would you not want more publicity?" For and why your- would you not want? people to like maybe be inspired to aspire to even be in a room right. like this. That's like if Essence Fest was like, no, no one can report here. But like, yes, Essence Fest has their own reporters who actually report that it's happening. But like, you can also come there as a journalist and report on it. Exactly. Too. I like, just don't get like, it. That doesn't I make don't sense. Understand. <laughs> I really don't understand like what the whole hoopla was even over. Like if this was supposed to be super secretive, BET should have handed out non-disclosures. Yeah. Because that doesn't take away from the safe space. It just, it just, clarifies the fact that you need to shut the fuck up exactly like don't pull out your phones keep it keep, take every, like how like when we went to it? the when we went to the event with adidas like we yeah, had to, had to sign we had to check like five boxes yeah, like, I was like oh. and then i was like i don't know i'm already here though it was I like I'll check it do you like you are not partnering with adidas you are not da, 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 you are not doing this you are here as like, a guest okay. sign your name date it what's your email i was like okay like cool cool Thank you. but then we were also in their design lab yeah so, so it was like, like you saw you're seeing things that aren't even on the market aren't even produced like literally in stages of production exactly. and so i get that and like if I just feel like it should have been more of like an open thing. Yeah. I don't. Or if or you could have if you like. Or like live streamed it or something. Yeah. True. Like that could they have been because they're so they far behind. The they really do because like they're. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. I was like, so many like even though black culture is like the heartbeat of pop culture right now, like black media in some ways like some ways are so fucking far behind. Like, when you look at, like, their social, it seems as though it's just, like, kind Even of, like... Even the people that they cover, like, they don't, like... The people, like, specifically, like, with music. Like, there's mm-hmm. never, outside of, like, it being, like, specifically hip-hop or R&B, they don't cover, right. like, actually... Because, you know, black people make other music, too. Like, so they don't... <laughs> so they don't cover, like, any other types of music. And it's just, like, there's other cool people, like, that you should be covering or, like, exactly. who should be in your cover. I don't know. It's interesting. I just feel like this influence, like, just... As two people who write in fashion and who are, like, 
active in fashion who like kind of we I don't I don't say we criticize fashion like we do obviously like our DMs are full of shade but it's like it's I'm trying to think of the right way to say it's I'm trying to think of how this will apply to like fashion journalists or like even journalists as a whole at this point forward because I was saying like I'm kind of living for this moment because it's like I feel like I felt like a civil war between black media personalities and black journalists was gonna happen eventually like Mm -hmm. because yeah we're like black girl magic but I don't feel like I feel like the lines are getting so blurred now that everyone who steps in front of a camera for like a big media company now thinks that they're a journalist. And it's, and it's like, like you're like, really no. not. I would if you were a journalist, you would know why she did what she did. And right. You wouldn't have a problem with it. And that's why you have had a blog. Right. And that like Because no like shame, a lot of the people like, that, Okay, and I also okay. And not saying that blogging is bad. It's but really it's not. Like you there are certain like you would not be a journalist and not report on something that's like that big. Yeah. It's like, like so, literally two people that in the age of Trump, these are two people that the world is kind of like, oh my God, where have they been? What are they doing? We haven't seen Michelle She's Obama like, ex- and, except for when she leaves fucking SoulCycle. Like, okay, like this She's is in lit. Italy in a cute time. Right, and she's <laughs> not giving interviews like barely at all. Like I know she has a new book coming out, but I'm ready to read that. But I'm just like, Valerie Jarrett and Michelle Obama on the same stage at the same time talking to black women that, specifically. That my favorite part was when Robin, Robin was like, oh, I don't know what other journalists there were doing, but I did my job. <laughs> I was like, Right, exactly. because, because Lovey came, like, basically was at her like, well, all, like, there were multiple other writers and journalists and blah, blah, blah in that room, and they all knew to not do what you did or blah, blah, blah. So, like, cut. Trip cut short indeed. And I was like, girl. But I just don't understand also, to me, it's just like you guys are, it was so crazy because I was like, you guys are mad that she did it, but then BET put up the same video. But, and no one said anything. But no, then they took it down after she Yeah, because getting, they looked hypocritical. Yeah. It was just like, what? And then you kicked her out? She was like, whatever, I don't want to be here anyways. Like, right, I'm bye. like, she has a whole ass job. She could be preparing for fashion weeks and doing what she does best. So it's really not yeah, a problem was, for her. But, but so it was just ridiculous. And I was like, just like, how outrage. empowering was this supposed to be if Baller Alert was there? <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, you literally make your money gossiping and posting penis pictures and exposing people and have the nerve to even say the three words off the record and to even be trying to say anything about a safe space. Like, how empowering was this actually supposed to be? And a lot of the people there, like, they made their money in the same ways by, like, starting, like, salacious blogs and, like, writing gossip. And so it was, like, how empowering was this supposed to be? Like, a lot of the reasons why a lot of people were there was because they have money, they're in the media, and they're at the forefront of their, like, respective industries. But it's like, girl, like, get off your fucking high horse because like, who it's not that, that serious. No, it's really never that serious. And, like, for her to even go down there, like, it was not saying, like, oh, she's above BET. Like, I'm not saying that at all. But it's, like, she was she's really, like, an expert in her field. And I felt like that panel would have been lit because it's, like, Elle Fashion News director was going to be there. She was going to be there. I can't remember who else was on her panel. But I know, like, they just stripped that whole opportunity away from, like, all the participants who were there. Because some of them really needed that panel. No shade, no tea. (laughs) Just clocking the tea where it needs to be clocked. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, like, you just stripped the opportunity away because you got scooped and you got mad. Like, and then you just, yeah, that was dumb. So it's like, I don't know. So it's it's an L for BET. A whole L. Yeah. (laughs) I've always wanted to do that. (laughs) But I'm just like, okay, so... 
like as a fashion writer, because or you write beauty now for Lenny Letter. Beauty, fashion, culture. Right. I mean, like just things that interest me. You know, just everything. (laughs) Like you get paid regularly to do this stuff. I'm open to sponsors. Just letting y'all know that. Um, So, like, how do you feel going forward after like this whole thing? So, like, I know a lot of like people who work for publications, like I spoke to several writers and they were just like, I just don't understand the commotion. So do you think it's gonna be like this tense thing between like writers and like personalities? Cause I consider myself almost like, I write, but I'm also in media too. But I'm like, I don't get what's wrong. Cause I would have loved to know that information. So do you think it's get gonna- Get what, what do you mean? Get, like, I would have loved to, like, get that information, like, that happened at the conference. Yeah, I would same. have loved I to be... I read the article. I was happy. Exactly. I was like, oh, this is something that I feel like I needed to know. This is something that can add value to my further, like, adventures in trying to be paid and live a comfortable life in New York. Like, oh, this is something that I needed. Thanks. So um, how do you feel like it's going to go forward? Like, do you feel like there's going to be, like, a tension between, like, the personalities of the like the big personalities like no I just feel like there I don't think there'll be tension just because I feel like the like aside from this I feel like journal like black journalists and like black personalities or black media personalities are like worlds away as far as like what they think is important to report and what they're like I don't get in social media fights with random people on Twitter that's not my job Mm -hmm. my job is to like Scope it, Scope, report like, it. Not even, like, my job is to, like, be reading, be seeing what's going on in the news and figuring out an interesting angle to report on something culturally. Like, I, like, I don't get, like, it. Just, like, so I think it's a different, like, it's like, oh. Two like, different lanes. I think it's just two different lanes. It's like, oh, like, you, your voice matters more than the people, you telling people stories, and I think I'm here to tell people stories, and I don't really care if anyone listens to me. Mm-hmm. Like, but, like, you're a personality who, like, that's your job. That's what you do. Some people are saying, like, and, like this. I'm not a, like, critics' jobs are also to, like, criticize, I mean, not to, like, uh, culturally critique things, but, like, also at the same time, if you're a critic, it's still not your job to be a media personality who's, like, right. on Twitter. Like, that is not, I think it's just, like, a different, it's different. Yeah, like, some people, like, some people were saying, like, trying to establish a difference between the two was elitist. So do you feel like this whole thing? I don't. Because I feel like she, like, I don't feel like Robin Givon was necessarily elitist. I feel like the criticism that she was getting back was, because I feel like what what the personalities there were mad at was that she was giving access to the rest of the world, basically, by writing her article. I feel like they, like, she was, Robin Givon was giving us access to, like, the room and then that's where they got mad. I don't feel like it was because they were like, they were just like mad, like, oh my God, like you violated safe space. I feel like they got mad at her because she gave the rest of the world access. And they thought they were being like And special. they were like the exceptional ones. It's that's like, where I found the, the the elitist critique. But then when I'm like, wait, but Robin has a whole ass Pulitzer. Like, you guys should be honored that she's writing this. Like, she's writing about your conference and making it an actual thing. Like, I did not know that this was an annual event for black women. I did not know. So mm-hmm. clearly it was like some cl- clandestine we'll never meeting. Now. I'm never gonna be invited. <laughs> and I'm I'm 100% cool with that. Like, I make my money elsewhere. I've never really worked with Viacom anyway. Well, I don't, I'm not opposed to working with Viacom. I've never worked with BET. So They're, we're never getting invited. To I'm totally fine because like, they have Tyrese on there anyway. So wherever Tyrese is, I clearly don't need to be. So <laughs> I'm totally fine. But um, yeah, so do you feel like trying to 
find the distinctions between black journalists and media personalities is, is an elitist thing. Like, do you feel I don't like think it's an elitist thing? Because like, it's a fact. It's like a real. Like, it's just like I'm not sending a media personality on the ground to go report anything. Mm-hmm. And like I, like I'm not saying that you can't do both or you can't be a media personality who becomes a journalist, but you can't just become a journalist. Like I think like you now maybe I am elitist. I don't know. But anyways, I just think like you don't necessarily need to have study journalism and blah blah blah. But you need to have chosen your path. Like do you what you do you want to do? Yeah, because I feel you need like to figure out like. To me, like being a journalist is like gaining knowledge, like learning how to report. Like you have to like learn things, learn yeah. steps. You can't just be yelling at people and then make like, that hey, a story. Hey, hey, like this Even is... like think pieces. I think there's a difference between like you culturally writing a think piece in a smart way and you just writing one just because you're mad. Like, mm-hmm. so I think there's a difference. So for listeners out there who are like, like, like I'm a blogger or I blog, but then I also write for media platforms. So what is the difference between a journalist and a media personality? Because that's something I that I've been... I think you can be a journalist who's a media person. I think you can be... I don't think they're mutually exclusive, yeah, but... But I think if you if you want to draw that, like, I don't... I, it's really hard. It's a yeah. really blurry line, but there's yeah. an actual distinction. I feel like when you're a journalist, you have a certain skill set to report on things. Like, you're not... I feel like media personalities, your view is definitely going to be slanted. All publications... You're never trying to look at things from both yeah, sides. Yeah, you're never trying to look at... It's not going to get you clicks. I don't... <laughs> I don't agree with everything that Robin Givon writes. I don't. Like, even when the Mark Jacobs thing happened with, like, What's the this? locks, when, uh, yeah, when yeah. they what had the lock, again? She didn't have a problem with it. She was uh, like, oh, this okay, is yeah, yeah. X, Y, Z. And I was like, wait, how do you not see that? But I'm also... I also realized that she's somewhat... Remo- like, she's not removed from my world, but, like... I see the world differently than she has because she's well-traveled. I also she, didn't have an issue with it, but I had an issue with how he responded to the criticism. I had an issue with the fact that, like, okay, you can do like you can do this, but, like, at least employ someone who actually, like, knows the history of... Because basically what he did was he found, like, some girl from Florida who, like, does this stuff on Etsy and then hired her. And I was like, but there are so many girls walking down the... Sh- like, you probably got that inspiration walking out of your Soho, like, office. Because right. I know he has an office in Soho because I saw him <laughs> walk in. And I was like, oh, it's Mark Jacobs. Like, whatever. And I'm like, I know you got that inspiration walking out of your office. But you couldn't, like, be like, oh, yeah, hey, what's so up? True. Like, there's no... I feel like I'm waiting for that that era of, like, being discovered to come up again. Like, oh, this guy, like, chased me down the street and was like, hey, do you want to, like, do this thing for my show? Like... But instead, you're, like, on the internet searching for people. And you're really, if you're, like, surrounded by, like, whiteness, you're not going to, like, go outside of, like, whiteness to find what you're looking for. So there are so many people who could have done that here. Exactly. But, yeah, and then his response was, like, Oh, like, black people assimilate. Mark, I'm like, there are black people in the world with straight hair. Like, Like, honestly. And, like, black people don't get weaves to look white. Well, okay, that's... There's a... It's very complicated black hair. Yeah, but, like, it's, like... It's a it's a complicated issue, but I will say like, you want to have good hair, but not necessarily like white hair. Like white hair is not straight. Yeah, like it's a difference. Let us remind not, you, like us straightening our hair isn't like culturally appropriating white. Because there are black people in the world with straight hair. Yeah, but then there's also shirts. like, we when people get weaves, they're not going to Mississippi to get fucking tracks. They're going to get Malaysian tracks, Brazilian deep body waves, Indian. like Indian. We're getting 
our weaves from other people of color. So we're not sitting here trying to look white because we're not going down to like Florida Panhandle like silky. Like we're not we're not going down to like get Mississippi like Appalachian Trail like Remy. Like we're not doing that shit. Like we're getting hair from other people of color so it's like we're not trying to assimilate to whiteness right i agree so it's just like there are also people of color with straight hair if you haven't noticed so this is also true so i'm like i don't know yeah, i don't know that was dumb it was really but really yeah i don't know i like i i like robin is like a cultural critic so or like a fashion critic so like i don't know i think she's important and she's needed and like she has good opinions and she was the first person to win a pulitzer for fashion yeah, criticism for fashion and then you disrespect Baller alert of all freaking people. Baller alert of all freaking people. Just like, I'm like, I feel like the. It was so unnecessary. I was talking to my boyfriend about this yesterday, and I was like, the way I was like kind of going in, because he has like, he is, of course, obviously, like, if you're black and you're on Twitter, you're obviously like a part of black Twitter, but he also, he also critiques black Twitter because he thinks of it sometimes as like having a mob mentality. So I've been like watching. I totally agree. So I was watching. Literally. Yeah. Have you ever (laughs) seen Amanda Seals' um, Get Your Life web series? No. Is it new? Um, no, it's not really new, but she had her second season on Blavity, and so, um, okay, I know, like, I know how you feel about Blavity, like, you were literally... <laughs> I'm literally never getting hired You're by, never like, BT or Blavity, so thank you. <laughs> we can cut that out. I can, like, bleep it out. No, I know how you feel about... Fine. <laughs> but I was like, it's really funny because, basically, she had, like, pissed off black Twitter by saying something about Michelle Obama. Who? Amanda Seals. Yeah, but it was, like, fake. It was uh, fake for the show. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, like, Michelle Obama can dress, but, like, she's no Jackie O. Like, she feels like Jackie Onassis Kennedy is, like, the quintessential first lady in fashion. I mean, Jackie O did start trends, and, like, Michelle Obama, what, like, her, like, the second, um, what's it called? The, se- like, the second term? Killing it. Killing it. Killing it. First time she was wearing shift dresses, and I'm that was not me. I was like, okay, like. But she looked better than, like, anyone else. Exactly. And I was like, oh, black, like, skin and snatch, like, you know, hair, edges together. Second term, Wait, so she was kidding. Yeah, she was, like, kidding or whatever. And so then she basically had to, like, go to, like, this basement and meet with the heads of, like, all the social medias. And there was, like... I'm sorry, what? Yeah, it was, like... Is this the a true he- story? No, it was just, like, fake. It was, uh, like, the okay, head okay, of, like, gotcha. Tumblr, the head of Reddit, the head of Black Twitter, the head of Facebook. Like, and so I was, like, who actually runs Black Twitter? Like, who determines the outrage? Because sometimes it can be a mob mentality. And so when we were talking about it, he was, like... I was like, yo, I feel like I sound like the girl Joe Budden right now. And I'm like, I really just don't want to be hated to that capacity. Because literally everybody blocks Joe Budden. Uh, I don't follow him. <laughs> I mean, like, his podcast, like, I've really grown to really like it. Interesting. It's really interesting. I never I like thought that I would. baby. That's cute. He's a cute <laughs> child. I don't know. I never thought I would get to this level. Interesting. It's what happens when you date a New York nigga. So it's like, I just. I, know. I mean, I'm not at all tempted to listen to it no like, it's like just <laughs> it's like if you listen to the read and then you like because they hate each other wait joe button and the read joe button and the read like oh they gosh, have like, so much beef, beef. <laughs> it's so funny like they really hate they hate each other like he blocked crystal and like i've never heard of joe button like really like blocking people but everyone blocks joe button and it's just like so it's almost like two sides of the same coin to me 
because like obviously the read has like they're more open-minded to things and like joe Biden's podcast just has like a whole bunch of like niggas on it but i find value in both of them and they're both about pop culture and it's like hilarious joe Biden's beefing with everybody so he speaks about it from that perspective and the read speaks about it from like an outside perspective gotcha. but we were just talking about like how black twitter could basically be like very like very like vicious at times Ver- and, like, and sometimes it's like li- like can you guys all just like literally <laughs> Smoke some like weed, take a break, <laughs> l- breathe in, breathe out, and like you probably won't be as mad. I just feel like it's like, and I well, it, and it be stressing me. I'd be like, I'm not only tweeting like song lyrics <laughs> because you say the wrong thing, and it's like one wrong. Do you thing. feel like it affects your writing sometimes because you're like wondering like, oh, for this post to Twitter and people read it. I like that there... my job now isn't like I don't report the news. Like it's not mm-hmm. my like my job is like I edit and then I also like if I am going to write a story it's going to be like a profile it's going to be like something a little bit deeper in thought and not like a re- I don't have to do reactionary journalism which mm-hmm. is great and I used to have to do it and that like another problem with reactionary journalism and another problem with Twitter like in general not even like Twitter outraging to things in general is that like when you are reporting like I feel like the way that the like the um like quick hits like that's the what you sort of clickbait, call it. yeah, soon. clickbait, like things like that. Like people always try to find like something, and something there's nothing there, but they'll report it on it anyways, and mm-hmm. that becomes like a news thing. And like that, Black Twitter is yeah, news. Yeah, it's just and like, and, yeah, like why is something like a weird hashtag, like just things like that, and people are like, oh, what's Black Twitter talking about? I know to get us clicks. So then you're like using that to like push fuel, whatever, yeah, and it's not even really a thing, and it's not. It's like a not a thing, and also it's not that deep. Like, but and you're so. reporting on it, like it's like oh my gosh like it's like can we all chill like yeah it's just i was just thinking like the internet must be like filled with like reactionary pieces yeah like it's like cluttered that was my job it was not fun (laughs) i used to like come home like hating myself every day like oh i had to like i had to my job was basically to see who like what was problematic like oh you wake up eat some breakfast you're like hmm who was problematic today and then you'd write a story like that wasn't like and you don't want you don't want that in your life because like it's just like and then you become like you become that that's how like it's not fun i remember i was listening to a podcast i believe it's something in stilettos interesting it's stiletto puns no it's like hashtags and stilettos that's Ah, what it's called and i she did an interview with nicole from exo nicole formerly Nicole Bitchy, and uh. she basically talked about her transition from being, like, that, from being baller alert to then going and doing, like, becoming, like, a positive platform for black women. And basically she was saying, like, she couldn't do that shit anymore. It's like you're literally, your life is consuming other people's lives and then regurgitating it in a way that gets you clicks and gets you traffic. And it's just, it's just not fulfilling. I just don't understand how that could be fulfilling not to fair. someone. And it's just like I... Even if I wanted to write about that stuff, I just couldn't, like, yo, today Chris Brown said X, Y. I can never get myself to, like, write something like that. Like, Twitter is the farthest I could go. And then the other side of black Twitter is, like, sometimes, like, if a company does, like, that, when a company does something wrong and, like, they're, like, we apply, like, it's something so like that, that. I don't know. I, I do like that, like, there's, a like, a space to hold people accountable mm-hmm. and, like, a space, like, in that sense of like to gather like a community of people to like talk like you have a bigger platform to like say that this company did that or this company did this or like I like that that's a that's an option but also it sucks because then it's like okay sometimes it's like let's scale it back like it's just like I feel like Black Twitter doesn't like instead of like you know how they're like pick your battles like Black Twitter picks everyone 
They're like, yeah. we're just gonna, we want to fight every day. So, like, what's one piece of advice you would give to, like, up-and-coming, like, black writers? Just um, to, like... I mean, like, I wouldn't, I would never say stay off Twitter because you kind of need you have to Like, kinda, that's how yeah. you get... It sucks because it's, like, Twitter sucks. But then sometimes it's so good. It gets it's like, it's such a Sometimes it's like a news thing. Sometimes it's so good. And then it sucks. And then it's like, I don't know. Just like, I, I would always just be like, okay, you could be on Twitter, but like also be like, I just think you should just be reading other things. Like reading. Like don't be like, oh, I heard this on Twitter. Like, exactly. Blah, blah, blah. Or even like, I, the thing I like to do now is like, if I see a profile or if I see a story, like my friend, like I remember my friend text, like if someone like is talking about a story, I like to just like read it myself first, and then like see what people like. She's like, no, I don't want to already have like a s- certain opinion based on like these fifty thousand tweets that I keep seeing. It's like, like no, yeah, you kind of have to form your like own some, opinion. Sometimes things are taken out of context. You just want to like, I just think it's important to form your own opinion. And it's also that's, that's also why thing. you need friends. Yeah, like if you're gonna be a writer, you absolutely need friends. Just form your own opinion. Make exactly. Sure you have the facts. Like it's not even like don't go on Twitter, don't be on social media. It's just but like, to have people to flesh that yeah. out with is not people online who are still like when you talk about things online, you're still kind of like showboating for followers. Like, mm-hmm. oh, like this is I'm sticking to my opinion, blah blah blah. But when you have friends, like actual friends, mm-hmm. you can sit down and flesh out those ideas. Right. Like they don't have to agree with you all the time, but it's like at least you can gain perspective from like both sides. Right. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like and like have conversations, not like in real life conversations. That's so so, it's so important. And then when I realize, I'm like, yo, I'm so glad like I have friends because I wasn't on Twitter today, and like it makes like any day off Twitter is like a great day. But then I'm still like informed. Yeah, it's it's like oh, it's like wow, I'm an adult. Like, is this what they did in the nineties? But then I'm like, oh my gosh, the awards are coming out tonight. Great, let me log in. (sighs) Never now looking at my phone. Yo, (laughs) I have been watching everything ever since I got like the like a cable password I oh, oh my gosh i have my mom's xfinity password and it is like, the best like, oh no thing. i'm watching every single tv show because i have showtime hbo stars this was the first time that i, I ever owned. watched the emmy or the oscars I like in every, its entirety i have every login it i'm was, like oh and i have I'm i blessed. Love own, by the way so I, I haven't own. started i need to get on because um, I know you listen to Super Soul Sundays. In oh my the gosh, I love it. It's so good. Do you listen to it in the morning? Because yeah. I listen to like the Friend Zone podcast in the morning. I listen to it in the morning. I try to listen to it in the morning. And then there's this other podcast on Bean. I try to listen to it in the morning. Um, But OWN has really good TV. It's so good. It's I nice. mean, like the two shows I like are like Greenleaf and... Uh, isn't that on Netflix too? Greenleaf? Yeah, yeah, okay. it is on Netflix. And the, the other one. Oprah's uh, like Queen in Sugar. every single... She's um, like, I'm everywhere. She's like, this is my network, so I'm just going to like be in, ev- like, oh, you have a show? Okay, cute. Write me a character, and I'm just going to be in it. So. <laughs> She's like, yes, I'm actually going to be the sister, even though we don't we, look like oh, we you don't, be. Oh, you didn't sisters. have a role for me? Okay, so like, write a role, <laughs> then come back in six months, and then we can, you know, flush this you out. Flush this out with me. With me in it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like you have to go to, like, own networks and be like, hey, like, so I have a role for you. She's like, okay, like let's take a meeting. Let's like sit down. Like let's get. And there's some characters that I thought will work with me. So I've been writing this character. Can you put this in your show? It's like. so funny. <laughs> I love Oprah. So before we get out of here, we have three questions to answer. People like, if you have any questions, please send the questions to blog blahpod at gmail dot com. Um, and so I'm making up fake names because like I don't want to put people on blast, but Amazing. I'm just gonna be like Nola, Nola, not so darling. Asked, um, why is it a struggle to develop a deeper connection with my peers? 
that was pretty vague, but a it's, deeper connection with what yeah. you mean by that. So maybe like with like her work peers, her girl. Everyone doesn't need to everyone, be your friend. I'm just this is New York, so I don't know exactly where you live, but not like. Not making friends with everyone is, like, kind yeah, of, like, a pastime. Yeah, not making friends with everyone is, like, great. Like, find, like, one to two people yeah, that you... Yeah, only... If you don't... If people don't want to create deeper connection with you, you should find those people who, like, are reaching, actually want you to. Find those people who are actually, like, reaching out to you. Like, they may, they might not be, like, the cool, like coolest or, like, in the scene or whatever, but, like, see, like, reach out to the people who are reaching out to you. And yeah. then see how and, like, that kind of works out, right? Because but don't think that everyone needs to be. Literally, no right. one needs to be your friend. Like the people. I mean, like not in that way, but like you shouldn't want to be like friends with like people who are just boring and talk about nothing. Right. Like there is an amazing um, episode of the Friend Zone podcast called Maybe It's You, and it's about like friendships and like adding. It's mm-hmm. so good. I was like, read me, bitch. Like it's with, hey friend, it. it's with Hey Friend. It's with Hey Friend. Hey. Um, I, I love her. Yeah, she's she so has cute. like her own podcast with two other people named Asante and Dustin. And Dustin is so funny. He said this. He once said like this woman's wig looks like it has a double zipper. I was like, wait, what does that even mean? I can't. That's hilarious. <laughs> so it's a mental wellness podcast um, by Loudspeaker Network. Shout out to y'all because y'all have like some dope content. But um, <laughs> you know, I'm just like hire me, y'all. Like I'm tired of being broke. No, but. Um, they have that episode. It was basically about like doing check-ins with yourself to see like, oh, are my friends adding meaningful things yeah, to my so life? True. What are we talking about when we get together? Are we only gossiping? Or are we talking about ideas? So or, true. And I realized like since this year started, I've been reaching out to like a lot of people that I'm like, hey, like we've been friends like online for like a long time, and we live in the same city, so why don't we meet in real life? Like I did that with you, and when we organized yeah. that little brunch yeah, with Sarad. And um, and I'm going to a brunch after this, and I'm just like, I need to have, like, in-real-life friendships. Yeah. And ever since then, like, yo, we, we barely, like, gossip. Like, when me, you, and Sarah were sitting down, we were talking about, like, pitching and, like, articles that we were doing and the stress of editing and, like, finding your own rhythm and shit. And so listen to that episode and then yeah. apply that to your life and reach like, out to the people that are reaching out to you. Yeah, I, I just remember I saw Sonia Sanchez, like, um, earlier this year at some place in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it's called right now. Anyways, she's yeah. incredible. She made me change my life. She was like, try for a week not to gossip and like see how your life changes. And it's amazing. And I was like... You're like so... You're so like at peace. Like when you're just like, wow, I just, you know... Like you just feel better. You're just like, wow, like my life is so... Like when you're not gossiping and shit, it's like, wow, my life is just so much more peaceful. It's so tranquil. So good luck, Nola, not so darling, you know... Everyone needs friends, but but the right friends, right? Like, <laughs> don't don't try to be like out here, just like, oh, I need friends, just so you can have friends. Because just having people in your life that you call friends is trash, and most nine times out of ten, it's it's gonna be like it's gonna end badly. Yeah. But next question, I'm gonna call this person like bookworms, bookworm, because <laughs> it's about books, okay. and it's like, um, can you do a list of suggested reads? Um, they want like a list of book recommendations, and I could put this in the newsletter that will come uh, out the same day as the episode. Uh, I really, I'm reading an American Marriage. I by heard T. about R. that Jones right now, and it's great. I heard like it snatches edges. It's I don't really, even know what like, it's about. I can't wait to leave here to go home and read it. I don't even know what it's and about, then, but see. I know it snatches edges. It's really good. Wait, she just wants book recommendations. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I read recently. 
um, or that I'm like excited about reading. I have a lot of books in my office. Well, right now I'm reading Mother, the Mother of Black Hollywood by Jennifer Lewis. It's like her memoir. It's so hilarious. I'm like halfway through and it's like I'm cackling. Like I was cackling on the train and I find myself talking to the book like, yes, bitch, I know exactly (laughs) what you're talking about. Um, I would say that The Mothers is a really, really good book. It's It's just like messy. It's like it's I don't know. It's like it's messy. That's all I can really say. Is like that's all I can say on that. I don't want to like ruin it for anybody. Is that it's messy? Uh, I've been also reading because I read like more than one book at one time. So I'm trying I've to get on that reading. level. Dude, I like reading one book at a time, but then sometimes I'm like, let's switch it up. Turner I've House is really reading, good. Um, the Idiot by like I don't know who it's by. It's called The Idiot. I don't. It's like Edith Botman, I think. Mm-hmm. That's good. It's like just this funny story about college and like falling in love and like I'm not that deep into it I'm like 100 pages in but it's really funny um let's see oh I did read this book called The Four Agreements not trying to be like Oprah but like I've heard about that book book and does it does it like like calm you I just like yeah it just gives you like ways to like not like you're obviously not gonna master these four agreements like immediately immediately but but like like, since you're thinking about it it's like oh you apply like sometimes if I I before I get mad at something, I just remember it's like don't take things personally. I'm like yeah, like you have to meet people where they are. Like okay, like so you're just not like that angry. And then I think another one is like I'm about to Google this. I have me and my mom are doing like a book club thing this year, so I will list like all twelve books that we're doing. Um, Once a year, (laughs) once a I was like I know I was like I know three Tahiras, but one Tahiri, and I'm so used to being like Tahiri. But it's like I know it's like to hire, <laughs> but now I get it. We have like a bunch of books. I have twelve books that I will put in the newsletter, and then did you find the book? The name? Oh uh, yeah, no, yeah. It's just called the Four Agreements. But I was like looking at what they were. Um, but yeah, that like helped me like live my life better. Yeah, and just like whatever, like just everything just like kind of rolls off the back. Exactly. And it's like once you meet people oh, where they then, are. I feel like maybe I'm getting really spiritual, but then I started reading this book called The Essence of Buddhism. Well, clearly I'm. Like, you are over, but it's like it's <laughs> no, fine. But yeah, that book is really good, just because like I don't know, it's cool to like know the history of like, like everyone's like super into like Zen, meditating, blah blah blah. Mm, no, but amazing. like it's like a practice. It's, cool it's not to, even like, like a learn what that means. Yeah, it's like, just, like someone there was like a pastor or a preacher, and it's like who is a practicing Buddhist, and he said that like practicing Buddhism made him a better Christian as opposed to just like leaving Christianity just leaving Christianity to its own devices it's like like, you can practice multiple disciplines at the same time like you don't have to like just be Christian like you can practice a bunch of different like ideologies but the last question is well part of it was for me like how did you get your start in being a paid style and social media influencer slash writer. So Matt. we're going. No, like oh. I said part of it was for me. Gotcha. But like, oh, if okay. you want to add like, writing to that too, then. Oh, um, well, how did I get my start at writing and writing? Um, I was just like, yo, y'all niggas hiring? No, I didn't say that. Uh, what did I do? Oh, well, at first I was like, I worked in like a fashion closet. Like that was my first job. And I was like, I kind of hated it. That just wasn't my vibe. I didn't want to be a market editor. I didn't want to be a stylist. Though mm-hmm. I think like those jobs are cool. I just was like, it's not for me. I want to be like, I always wanted to be like, okay, we're calling this designer, but like, let's talk to, the, I always wanted to talk to the person. Yeah. Or like, find a, like, write a story. Um, so I guess my first, like, um, my first, 
Oh, okay. So I reached out to like Stella Bugby, who's like the editor of the cut, mm-hmm. randomly just to get coffee. I was like, you know, like hey, like, or no just fun. to meet her. And then she's like, actually, I have a job opening. Blah blah blah. And then I was like, oh, maybe I'm interested. And she's like, okay, cool. I want to hire you. And I was like, I literally called my mom. I was like, mom, I think I just got a job, but I'm not sure because it was on the spot and I feel weird about it. I was like, I'm just going to wait for that. her to confirm. I love an email confirmation. <laughs> and then then I got confirmed. I was like, okay, so I worked there for like a year and a half. And then, oh, no, before that, I worked at Vogue. Like, But I was doing like just a lot of production. So it was like from there, I sort of like built those relationships with editors to be like, hey, I used to work here. Like, can I try writing? And then like I started. I mean, I went to school for journalism, but like. Yeah. Where'd you go? I went to Howard. Oh, see, I got waitlisted there because they didn't care about me. I think it was the A building because the they're very disorganized. So they're very disorganized, so I'm just I, like, I feel true. like the A building is like... It's mm. kind of trash. And I feel like someone made a mistake, because I was definitely supposed to be at, like, you know, Blackburn, getting food like, or whatever. I like, do. we could have been best friends been, by we now. We friends. Like, I was trash, though, when I was young, so, so it's like, was maybe... We okay, so we still would have been friends. <laughs> um, My start, I want to say, like, it was very unconventional. I was interning. I made my own internship at Lionsgate. I just, like, kept sneaking in, like, at 7 in the morning, like, hey, I'm here. And then basically uh, moved to New York. I, like, left school because I hated it. Um, And then I've just kind of been doing, like, odd jobs while still working, like, in media, like, with Refinery29. I've done, like, some stuff with Vogue. Um, still trying to get that byline though. Um, Essence, the cut. I've like Colgate, a whole bunch of like corporate corporate jobs, I guess. Like just like little freelance modeling gigs or like features and stuff like that. And then eventually something came up with Man Repeller and I was like, Oh, are you guys accepting pitches? And they were like, Yeah and so then I like pitched to them like some ideas and then they were like, Well, we're doing XYZ right now, so like boom and that's how I kind of got here that was very like a New York explanation like so boom and uh, 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 so that's so how boom, I got here and that's how I'm here yeah Magic. so I mean it's mostly just about knowing your worth and like when people come to you with like an offer there's no issue with counter offering something or like yeah, negotiating I had to learn that too. like people just love to be like oh you like you can't like this is the set price like no you have a budget so this like, is don't. what I'm worth if you can't do it. Then, then like, like we hopefully we can work together in the future. Yeah. But we're definitely going to do, do a whole episode like, on that. One thing I do still do, like, even now, like, if I really like a publication, like, I write for this indie magazine in London, and they don't have a lot of money, but I just think it's cool. So I no, still, like, that magazine is so dope. Yeah, so I just, and if you don't I know what like, it is, it's Repost, and it's amazing. Yeah. And they have, like, everybody, especially, like, I Heart Erica is in one of them, and she is everything, and I love, I love her. her. She's, she's so hilarious. Yeah, she's funny. And I need to have her on this show. Yeah, no, so I still write for them, because I think it's a cool magazine, and I, like, know they don't have a lot of money, so I'm still, like... Like, that's something I would do. Like, I really yeah. want to do this. I like this publication. I, would, like, don't need to make as much money. But, like, if right. you're over here, like, you are owned by, like, Hearst or Connie Nass and you can't come up on this, you're a liar. this money, you're a liar. You're so a liar. It's a no for me. But <laughs> that's the end of our, like, little listener letters segment. Thank you guys so much for listening again. Um, you can find us on social media. Instagram is spicy.mayo. Twitter, you can find Blah 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 Podcast at Blah Podcast. And you can email all your questions into blahpod at gmail.com. Where can the people find you? Oh, people can find me at um, 
Tahiri, which is like T A H A I R Y. It's my Instagram. And then my Twitter is the same thing, but with an extra Y because someone stole it. Because they're trash. And people always tag me as Tahiri from Basketball Wives, and so I'm always tagged in her post. <laughs> so I think it's really funny. I'm always like, what? I I'm I'm not like, I've never. A party. I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited. Like, no, it's not it's like, even me. No, it's not me. So I think it's funny. Um, I don't know. What else? What else? What else should I say? I mean, where they can find, they can find your writing on Lenny Letter. Oh, you can find my writing on Lenny Letter. <laughs> if you want to pitch so, me, you should do that. Exactly. She's always open to, to pitches. At LennyLetter.com. But so, don't like, like have an actual idea though. Yeah. <laughs> not just like, hey girl, like I heard your thing and like I'm pitching, but I have nothing. What do you need? <laughs> like, what do you want me to pitch? Like, no, just like send an idea, three to five sentences max. Exactly. With like a fully fleshed out story and like a really good idea but yeah you guys can find us on apple podcast we're getting our way to spotify um stitcher hopefully soon i'm working on all those things but you can find us at blah 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 podcast on apple podcast um i'm not on soundcloud yet because that was just yeah you can well, you can host it on SoundCloud, but okay. I'm, like, not going to do that. That's just, like, a lot when I could host it on my own website. Okay. And you can find me on my website at www.spicymail.us. And make sure to rate, comment, and subscribe, and we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.